0: Hello, everyone. I, I'm Carmen Pugliafito, and I'm here today with Dr. David Boyer, who's an adjunct clinical professor of ophthalmology at the Keck School of Medicine of USC and a well-known clinical investigator in the retina space. Uh, David, welcome back to Retina Synthesis. Thank you very much for having me, Carmen. Um, today, we're going to talk about the use of high-dose aflibercept in the tr- treatment of diabetic macular edema, the so-called Photon study. Can you tell us a little bit about that trial? Yeah,
1: it was a phase 2 three trial. Um, it was an international trial. They were able to take um, a flipbrocept, eight milligrams and put it into 70 microliters or 0.07 milliliters of fluid rather than the 0.05. The same medication but four times you know the higher molar concentration with the idea that the higher molar concentration would allow for a uh, number of increased half-lives and longer time duration that the drug would be uh, available. Um, the study w- was fairly simple. It compared a eight milligram dose given every 12 weeks versus an eight milligram dose given every 16 weeks against the two milligram Q8 dose that was um, standard and is on the label. So essentially, what happens is that on the label, a Flibericep two milligrams was administered five times every month for five injections, whereas the eight milligram dose was only administered three times. The patients were randomized one to two to one between the two milligram dose, the eight milligram dose given every 12 weeks, and the eight milligram dose given every 16 weeks. And there were over 650 patients in the study. So it was a fairly large study. And it was the key eligibility criteria were fairly standard for almost all our diabetic trials. The patients have to be type 1 or type 2 diabetic, have uh, diabetic macular edema. The only major difference was that they allowed the presence of uh, relatively good vision, 20-32 vision. So there would be a ceiling on how much vision could be gained even with this treatment. Um, the treatment regimen, as I said, was five initial doses at the 2 milligram. The eight milligram had three doses, and then they were administered at 12 weeks or 16 weeks. Now, if the patients met retreatment criteria in the 12-week 12, um, 12, uh, dose or 16-week the uh, interval, they were allowed to go down. They were never allowed to go up. So a patient could go and be have three treatments, receive the next treatment 12 weeks later. If they were dry, they couldn't advance to 16 weeks they could only go down if they were leaking. And the retreatment criteria was 10 letter loss and 50 microns increase in fluid. So there are various time points where the patients could go down, but no time point where the patients were able to go up. Um, The patients completed the study, over 90% of patients did complete the study. Um, Very few patients dropped out. They're most of the, about 75% of the patients were hypertensive. It was a typical group of, of diabetic patients that we normally see. And over 40% of the patients actually um, had previous treatment. One of the secondary endpoints that was important was the baseline diabetic retinopathy or the change in diabetic retinopathy severity. And in this study, unlike panorama and other studies, the patients, almost 60% of the patients, um, had 43 or less um, or better DRSS scores compared to panorama where they only looked at the 47-53s. Mm-hmm. The primary endpoint was, of course, vision between the two groups. And there was no difference despite the fewer injections at the end of 48 weeks. And this, this I should remind everybody, this is a 96-week trial with a possibility of even going third-year to uh, see if we can go longer. And so the results were very comparable to what we are now given as uh, e- two milligrams um, every eight weeks. They were able to extend patients to 12 or 16 weeks. The, this was not driven in any way by whether the patients started with poor vision. As you know, you've pointed out many times in articles, when patients start out with poor vision, um, they are able to gain more vision, though they never possibly get back, back to, you know, 2040 or better vision. Um, this was the same whether they had better than 73 letters or less than 73 letters, all groups gained vision uh, appropriately. Same was true whether the, whether the patients had a very thick CRT, a central retinal thickness at baseline, or if the baseline was less than 400. So all groups did improve. So there's not one group that drove this. It wasn't a group that had very thick retinas and very poor vision that got better. These were all comers that basically improved. As one would expect, the diabetic retinopathy severity did improve, but not very much because again, over 60% of the patients had uh, relatively good diabetic retinopathy severity scores. But if you look at when the patients were 47 or 53, They had the same results that you got in Panorama, with over 75% of patients getting an improvement uh, of two steps in the diabetic retinopathy severity. Um, Most patients stayed in their swim lanes. In other words, as the study went on, most patients stayed there. There were patients that did regress. Um, The safety, which was extremely important, because you're giving a much higher dose. There were no uh, systemic changes. There was no signs of uh, increased APTCs, no hypertension, which has been pointed out by you and others, that um, does go up with uh, anti vegf therapy. The IOP remained the same. There was no cases of endophthalmitis. Overall, the results were fairly encouraging. 91% of the patients that started at Q12 weeks maintained Q12 weeks. Um, 89% of the patients that were Q16 weeks maintained uh, Q16 weeks. So if you look at overall, 93% of all patients were able to go 12 weeks or longer um, in this study. So it does show that with fewer injections, we can get the same visual result as they could using the uh, uh, dose of two milligrams uh, every eight weeks that we're currently using.
0: So uh, this study lasted how long? These are the results over what period of time? The results
1: that I gave were 48 weeks. Um, The study is still ongoing. It's going to be a
0: 96-week readout, um, and it's probably going to go on for one more year after that. So uh, how many injections on average did the 16-week patients?
1: Well, you figured out they had three injections, and then they were given 16. So, you know, as compared to the people who received five initial injections per label, um, and then received it every eight weeks. Um, in the first year, there's not going to be a major difference. I think it's going to come in the second year, obviously, when you're treating every two weeks versus every you know sixteen weeks, every eight weeks rather rather than every sixteen. That's when you'll see a, a significant improvement. And you're doing this and obtaining the same visual result that you're getting with our current therapy that we're using.
0: So, do you think the treatment algorithm for aflibercept and DME will change?
1: You know, it really depends on, on what the company, how how they um, price it, to be honest. Um, you know, if they, if they price this extraordinarily high, people continue to use. You have biosimilars coming down the market, you know, at the two milligram dose. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that's still up in the air of how people use it. I mean, certainly, I, I would like to say that patients who are difficult to treat, and you've had them and I've had them, where they only can go four weeks and you keep retreating them and they still have edema, those patients may significantly benefit from having this extra um, molar concentration. We may be able to take some of those four-weekers and make them every eight, 10, 12-week you know, patients. Um, I think that, you know, again, um, it's gonna depend on the price, uh, the availability of, of the drug to your patients of what you use.
0: This is exciting. Uh, do you want to comment about the uh, art study at all? The I, you, know, I, I really you know I really can't.
1: You know I I can tell you it was a similar design. You know the similar type of treatment. Um, it showed that you can go longer. I but I don't. I didn't participate in the study. It's one of the few studies that you know that I, I didn't participate in. So I really can't comment because I didn't follow it that carefully.
0: Um, well, this is exciting. Um, I mean we have lots of. Approaches for improving durability, such as ferisimab. So, how do you think this compares to ferisimab?
1: That's a $64 question, uh, Carmen. You didn't want to put me in the hot seat too high, Do you? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, basically, ferricimab has a much higher concentration of an anti VEGF than uh, the Lucentus had. Um, the addition of the bispecific, may add, um, you know, certainly may add something. If you look at the Nesvacumab data, and if you look at the Fersumab data, there was a slight separation early um, between a Aflibirceps, uh, two milligrams, and uh, Nesvacumab, and also between uh, Fersumab and uh, and a um, Aflibirceps. But how that's going to hold up over a long period of time, I'm not really sure. You may come out of the gate a little faster, and maybe there's a little bit better drying in the beginning. But will it make a Difference to our patients as far as the vision, I don't know. Um, the only people who want to do a head-to-head study would probably be the uh, diabetic retinopathy um, uh, people who, you know, are giving us some phenomenal information. Um, I don't think They. I don't think that the um, companies want to do a head-to-head at this point.
0: Well, thank you, David. This was a very exciting news. Changes are ahead, and the treatment burden will decrease.
1: I hope so. I hope it's better for the patients overall. The treatment burden is, is one thing for the doctors. It's one thing for the patients and their caregivers. So I'm hoping that that will happen. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having me.